0: When I'm surrendered to what he is, I'm free to be what he created me to be.
1: Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
2: Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction.
0: And I'm proud to be an American, where Where at least I know I'm free. free. Hey, you're coming live, you're hearing us either Tuesday or Wednesday, one or the other, and this is 4th of July week, and man, we live in the greatest country in the history of the world. Honestly believe that. Chitty um, has its flaws, has had its flaws, and even now... We're in a rough spot, man, but we believe from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation, but Come I am on. thankful for the men and women who have fought for our freedom and for the righteous, godly men, generations before us that have helped build this nation man and and you could just see it, you know the Word of God is present in this nation and uh and it's building and growing, and so man, I'm thankful, happy Fourth of July. Uh, and just to kind of let people know, uh, and do we have a timer we can get going just cause I want to make sure we're not, we're not over, but just to let people know this is a uh, freedom, things like that this week, 4th of July. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about the difference between freedom and sobriety. Uh, before we dive in, uh, I want to tell a quick story about, uh, what I went to this week, uh, with the family and then we'll take a break and we'll dive right in. So <laughs> kind of funny but uh, I took the kids and uh the wife our family to Dude Perfect this week. Uh Dude Perfect if you don't know, probably don't have young kids, but I mean I can't say. I love their videos, but it's it's guys mid 30s, early 40s that have started a YouTube channel probably 15 years ago and they just do like trick shots, sports and stuff like that and I had a sense uh that they were believers, you know. They they talked about stuff uh but la- uh, last night But at their tour in Nashville this week, man, they did – at the end, they asked people to stay. They ended the tour, and they said, hey, please stay. We want to share something that's very important to us. And they came out and did a gospel presentation and then Mm -hmm. put a video QR leak. And when you scan it, it sends to a YouTube channel where they biblically go through the gospel and give a – it was so good, man. And Mm -hmm. so I want to offer this, and this is – I know you might be nervous, dude perfect, but if you would like to come on the podcast, I know our channel I know our channel's a little bigger than yours, uh, but if you could get the courage and come on Life After Addiction podcast, we'd love to have you. Just, Amen. Just Amen them. They got like 14 million subscribers. but but and yeah, we I mean, do
3: have the Texas connection, you know what I mean? Oh, it ain't a big we, deal, but man, yeah. I thought we were Those past. are some Texas A&M boys, so we shout past. out to Texas, Texas Ten General. Talk
0: thought oh, we were passing TOE,
3: Texas, talks, Texas then, over everything. Yeah. That's the motto.
0: Okay, and that's <laughs> religious. But, Except Jesus. Okay, Yeah, <laughs> added that, yeah. Uh, but, but, man, it was cool to see role models. My kids, all those kids in there just hanging on every word as they're like, they're heroes, they're role models. We're talking about Jesus, man. It was cool. It was that's powerful. awesome, man. But with that said, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a minute.
3: so welcome back if you are watching on our youtube channel which i would encourage you to do so you saw our newest promo video yeah baby man it's fire so i would go to our youtube page s2l studio and check that out um if you're listening on the audio only you probably only heard uh you probably heard a different commercial but nonetheless go check that out on our youtube but something special happened this past week or maybe it was two weeks ago yeah but i was blessed to be a part of it and got to witness it myself but i wanted to ask you how was it watching your seven-year-old son be baptized man yeah
0: man and we have well i have some pictures or video that carl can put up while i'm talking about it man it was um It was something that my wife and I, Katie, prayed about for before he was born. Mm. I was a mess, man. I was crying. My my son gave his life to Christ probably over a month ago, a little over a month ago. And we had pushed that back just because we felt like he was too young. He's seven. Um, And just things kept happening. Questions kept coming. Seeing the spirit move. And then one night it was uh, undeniable that he wanted to give a seven-year-old heart to Christ and did that. And he, he, man, he's a brother in Christ now. And, but to be able to baptize him with, um, my past, right. Um, and what I had been through and I, man, I, it's by God's grace that I even have children. It's by God's grace that I'm even still married to my wife. I should be dead or in jail. Uh, best case scenario, man, I should be homeless and cut off from everybody, but God, mm being rich in mercy, man. And so that was a very special day for me. And it was awesome, man. I appreciated you being there and just family came in. It was, it was special. man.
3: It, it touched me, man. Cause I've known you shoot. We've known each other about five years now. Yeah. And just to see the ways in which you have grown in your relationship with the Lord, grown into the man you are, the husband you are, the father you are, uh, man, I was just watching from a distance, um and just the way you were looking at your son, um having your wife there, having your daughter there your your parents, her parents, just that is such a powerful moment and yeah. a testament to freedom in Christ, yeah, and what that looks like, and from the rooms of recovery to the revival of a nation, like how God has reconciled and restored so many aspects of your life, like the hope is undeniable. When God radically transforms a person's life and that hope um, and restoration just extends kind of like we talked about last episode to so many more people than just us and watching you dunk your son up there, man, I got to record a video and. The pictures you made a little video yourself, yeah. those pictures of you and your son are so powerful. Yeah. So, I'd like Carl to pop a few up. If you watch our YouTube channel, you're able to see these. Like, like I said earlier, I would encourage you to go watch these uh, videos, but see these pictures as well. It was just man, it was a powerful moment for me, yeah. And I'm glad I got to be a part of it,
0: yeah, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you bringing it up, and um, yeah, man, he's uh, he. I'm so proud of him, proud for him. And, uh, man, it's going to be a journey. It's Mm. not over now. Just starting, right? Amen. So let's do this. I'm going to start this episode with, and and guys, we're we're pretty open book here. Uh, We want you to be along this journey with us. As Life After Addiction, uh, if God wills it, grows and and reaches more and more ears. We have new listeners now that with our partnership with Life Audio and Salem Media. Um, But we're organic, and I want to tell you. You might not see it if you're just Yo, listening, yes. but, it's, but it's but it's yes. hot. Yeah. It's July I mean. and the AC went out in the studio and we yeah. can't run the little, uh, can't run the little portable unit cause it's too loud for the ears and your precious little ears can hear it. So our producer made us cut it off. And it's hot, baby. It's, it's, so if you see, spicy. if you are watching, you see some sweat, baby. Just know we're <laughs> in it, and we're doing it for the people. That's right, Ryan. Chittister. Do it for the pod. we're doing it for the pod.
3: Do it for the. And pod. if we
0: could eat a nine million Schofield hot right. pepper, our hottest gummy little nitro, then we could handle a little heat, right? I believe so. So speaking of hot heat, let me tell you something. There is a difference between sobriety and freedom. Amen. There is. Um, let me tell you my definition of sobriety and freedom, and why don't you talk about a little more official definition. Oh, yeah. And so here, my definition, again, not not Webster's or anything like that. My definition of sobriety is that I'm not doing something. I'm not doing the drug, chasing the drink, looking at the porn, whatever the addiction may be. I'm not doing those things. Because of the consequences. Now, obviously, in, in addiction, there's a lot of legal troubles, there's a lot of family issues. And so I'm holding, I'm withholding something that I want to do because of the consequences. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to have family problems. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have all these legal issues. That's what my definition of sobriety is. Freedom, on the other hand, my definition of freedom is I don't want to do them anymore. Mm. I am a new creation. Mm. That's my definitions again. Take it as you will.
3: Which, which pretty much goes along with the actual definition. So I pulled up the Webster Merriman's definition of sobriety. And the Webster Merriman's definition of sobriety is the quality or state of being sober, <laughs> which doesn't sound too powerful, doesn't sound yeah. too flattering, doesn't sound. Um, anything like what freedom in Christ is described biblically. And so I have a biblical definition of what freedom in Christ looks like. And this comes from Romans six, six through 11. And it says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. In Christ. Yes. That is what freedom in Christ feels like. That is what it looks like. That is what it is. Biblically. It's not just a quality or a state of being sober. We talked about it before on many episodes and we're going to proclaim it until the day the Lord takes us home. There is a massive difference in just merely not doing a drug because of consequences and the desires literally being taken from you like the Lord does. Um, For me, man, sobriety was found in self. Mm. It's just found in Ryan's own understanding, Ryan's own willpower, Ryan's own strength, and me not doing it and getting high just so I wouldn't get in trouble, just so I wouldn't hurt people, just so I wouldn't, you know, get locked up, just so I wouldn't do these sorts of things because of consequences. When I found freedom in Christ, I didn't even know the ability to transform my heart was possible. I didn't know the ability to renew my mind was physically possible, but that's what happened. The way I thought changed drastically the way I felt and perceived um, and looked at life and loved people and, and cared about certain things it all drastically changed. It all drastically changed. And I realized that, man, I wasn't defined by the things that I used to do. I wasn't defined by sin. In fact, I found out that I was freed from the bondage and enslavement of sin. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm never going to sin again, but I'm free from that bondage. I'm free from the enslavement that, man, I have to do what these sins tell me because there is no other way.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And and let me say this, and and I'm going to look right into my camera here. Let me say this. What we're telling you about addiction, about freedom, about sobriety, um, it's very serious, and we don't take it lightly. I've done way too many funerals to take this lightly. Uh, As a young pastor, I'm supposed to do more weddings than funerals, and for a season that wasn't the case. Hmm. So let me tell you this. When we speak on this matter, When we speak on this matter, it's not because um, we've read the addiction books, although we both went back to school. I studied Christian counseling, same thing. So we have done that. We have studied literature. We have studied these things. But the reason that we speak with the most authority, first, well, not first, but the reason we speak with authority is because we've lived it. Amen. I've... ravished, ravaged my life of addiction. Chittister's ravaged his life from addiction. But also, and of the first most importance, it's because the word of God proclaims freedom. That is our authority. That's what we stand on. I mean, yes, by the word of our, by the by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, it lines up. But because God said it, so be it. Now let me tell you this, and here's your promo for the first of the episode. If you're watching this, and we're about to take a break and really dive in, but if you're watching this, and you're a loved one, and you've never battled an addiction, and you're somewhat checking out, please don't be like the Pharisees did. And and when Jesus tried to call them out, and they said, we've never been slaves to anyone. We're children of Abraham. And Jesus rebuked them and said, "If if you sin, you are a slave to sin. Dial in. Even if it's not addiction or drink or whatever it may be, I was a slave to something this big, Mm -hmm. and I did what it said. And the Bible says that if if you sin, you are a slave to sin. So the message that we're going to bring, the things that we're going to discuss, whether you've battled addiction or not, please listen in after this short break. All right, welcome back. Thanks so much. Now, here, here we go. We're diving in. The second half, we're going to get meaty. No more commercial breaks. We're going to get meaty right here. And, and let me tell you, the economy to which I was raised in this country versus the economy of the kingdom of heaven is radically different, even what we believe freedom means. Mm. Check this out. So when I think, and I, and I think when most people think of freedom, they think I have the freedom to do whatever I want. I'm free. I don't have these oppressors. I don't have mm. rules on me. If I want to just drive to California tomorrow, I could just drive to California. No one's going to stop me. I could go as fast as I want. Freedom. I could do whatever I want, right? And, that, and I think that's that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, and then the economy of, of the kingdom is the absolute opposite of that. It's surrender your will to his. It's die to yourself. And as a a young man, especially playing sports, that idea of surrender is unnatural, which is why what happens when you are set free in Christ, it is supernatural. But it's unnatural to me because, man, even from a young kid, I, I, I played sport, I played basketball. Uh, my dad's a coach. My brother's a coach. We all just were, bas- we're a basketball family. And I remember, never surrender. I don't care, son, if it's the fourth quarter and you're down thirty. You never surrender. You play your hardest. So it's ingrained in me as a man, um, as an athlete, that you never surrender, mm. ever. And so when the when the gospel call is this, come and die, so that you may live. It's radically, it's unnatural to me. It's it, And it's not like my dad teaching that was sinful. It was, it was about a game. And he was absolutely right. It's discipline. You play as hard as you can. You never give up. You don't quit because you're losing. It was a great message. But what that transforms into is in life. You never surrender. You never give up. And when Jesus says that you come and lay down your life, you surrender to me, it's hard it's like wait no 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 no. everything inside of me says don't do that everything inside of me says you fight until the end and that you're the man and that you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and that you do this and you do that and god's saying it's already been done it's finished uh before i get into this carl hit us with something we haven't gotten a carl cam exposure yet we're talking about freedom versus sobriety hit us with something along those lines
1: yeah absolutely um Man, this is a powerful, powerful episode just because freedom in Christ is so powerful. Um, But I was reminded right before we started of uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17, and this is one of your favorite verses that that you shared with me early on, was that now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm. And um, I'm just reminded what makes S2L so differently is that very reality, that very truth is that the Spirit of God is upon that hill. The Spirit of God is upon the cabin. And, and it just, it creates such a, an environment for freedom to be found. Um, and even in the yeah. studio, man, even in the studio, we lean on the Lord oh, in the studio, man. Here, we pray before we start. Yeah. We ask the Spirit of God to proclaim that freedom to the listeners. And so it's just a powerful reality to realize that when you guys speak, the Spirit of the Lord, who who is the one who, who pro- proclaims the freedom, is touching the hearts and, and, and the minds of all those here, man. It's just, yeah. that's where real freedom comes from. And apart from the Holy Spirit, there is no freedom the way yeah. that you guys are talking about, you know? Agree. Agree. Yeah. Thoughts?
3: Yeah. I, I, when he's talking just now, I was just reminded of Romans 8, you know, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That's undeniable. Like, yeah. it's undeniable when that's you so meet good. someone who has been touched by the Lord, who has accepted Christ as their savior and proclaims freedom. There's something tangibly different. It's not the words. It is this power, this supernatural power that's proclaiming it. It's not because Ryan's saying these words. There's an undeniable power. And I'm not boasting itself. I'm boasting in the glory of the Lord and his power and presence. But when I seen men here who spoke and proclaimed of this freedom it wasn't just that I was convinced by this man's words. No, there was something tangible yes. about the spirit of God on upon a man's life. If something's different. It's drastically different. And I, w- I would think when I would sit in those classes, like, cause I, I'm always hesitant to believe people at first or trust people. And that stems from me not being able to trust myself for so many years, but I would hear these men proclaim freedom in Christ. And in my head, I was wrestling with like, this, this dude's being a hundred percent genuine and truthful, but something that they can't be right. Like they can't be like, like I wanted to believe it, but you know how we question things, you know, yeah. until you've tasted and seen it for yourself. I'm always going to doubt that Ryan can walk in freedom because I know what Ryan does apart from Christ. And then I found the Lord and it's like, Oh my gosh, this yes. is the realest thing I've ever experienced. Yes. And I can honestly sit here today And say with confidence, man, I won't ever struggle with drugs and alcohol again. Now, do I fall short in many different ways? Do I struggle with anger and pride and lust and, you know, trying to control things and all these different forms and facets of life? Absolutely. But, man, I will never struggle with drugs and alcohol again because I have been delivered. I have been set free from those things.
0: Absolute freedom. So who the sun sets free is like if you didn't see it, you're just listening, you gotta go see our promo video. Mm. Chittister's looking in the camera. We stand on the word of God. And the word of God says that there's freedom, right? And so gosh, and that's one of the major differences in what we do. But I will tell you this we're not saying that you won't struggle. Right. As he said, but even early on, you're going to have thoughts and desires to do these things. Mm And so you're not weird. I heard a pastor, Matt Chandler say this, get saved because then you don't. Well, I got saved and kept on doing. So I guess that means Jesus doesn't work for me. No, be patient. Amen. He started something in you. He will be faithful to finish. But also, like we said just last episode, there's a training in righteousness. Yeah. There is God's sovereignty and there's man's responsibility. And so as you do these things, as you're having these thoughts, go back and listen to it. We don't want to give the same sermon. And just like I preached two catapults ago, I don't want to give you that same sermon, but have a discipline. And as he said, your desires will change. Like I preached two weeks ago at catapult on our YouTube channel. You can go watch it. If you delight yourself in the Lord, mm. he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm telling you now if you delight yourself in the lord the desires of your heart will not be drugs and alcohol will not be slavery will not be sin will not be it will it will you will you still struggle with sin yes but will it be braggadocious no it'll be anger and you righteous anger god i did it again I hate that I did that. I repent. I turn. And then you see complimentary scriptures from Paul, the apostle Paul. I press on towards the goal in Christ, not looking behind. I press on towards the goal that he called me, the upper call of Christ. Mm. And you walk in that. You have, you pursue righteous training. You do these things. Why? Because you've seen the glory of God. You've tasted, you've tasted that freedom in Christ And it's so radically different, man. There was times, and I'm just telling you, and if you can relate, there was days, season of my life, I would wake up and go to bed thinking of my next, wake up thinking how to get it, and I could do nothing until I got it. I couldn't make a phone call, besides the dope man, and this is all in my head, right? But it it was real. I couldn't go to a meeting. I couldn't see family. I couldn't have a lunch. I couldn't function until i had the next that is slavery and let me tell you something now i'm free Mm. and it's not free to do my will it's his will let me read this galatians chapter 5 verse 1 boy Mm. we're about to get moving in this mug. it is for freedom that christ has set us free stand firm Then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of what? Slavery. Slavery. It's for freedom's sake that Christ Mm. came. And I want to just, the gospel is that we are broken (laughs) if you're listening to this and maybe you've grown up in church i'm imagining you have some sort of faith background but maybe you heard things wrong or things were preached to you wrong let me tell you something we are a broken people from genesis chapter three the fall we decided that we wanted to be god instead of be like god and don't don't blame adam and eve because you and i have partaken in that blasphemy of the universe God, God says that the demand on us is perfection and none of us are perfect. And God being righteous and holy, he can't stand sin. And he has a wrath that is poured out on sin. And man, I couldn't worship a God that didn't. The standard of perfection has to be. It has to be that. Or how could you, you and I could be gods if it wasn't perfection. And so righteous, Wrath being poured out on wickedness, man. That's why when you hear these heinous things happening in our world, knowing one day they didn't get away with that. One day they want answer to the Most High God, and that's what happened. There's all of this going on, and God, with the standard being perfection, sends his son, knowing that we couldn't meet the standard into the world, into his own creation, and he lives that perfection. For 33 and a half years, he lives perfect and then he willingly goes to his cross man he could have called down a legion of angels man you kidding me he mm-hmm. could have, he spoke the cross he spoke the tree into existence that made his own cross could you can you fathom that he spoke all things into existence and he goes to the cross and he bears the wrath of god for us willingly thank you jesus and he says it is finished It's finished. And now if you put your faith and your trust and your hope and you surrender, surrender, it's such a hard word for a lot of people. If you surrender your will, your way, and you come and die, not physically, you come to die to yourself so that you may live. What he says is that you are made new. And he says it's for freedom's sake, man, that Christ has set us free. Please, no, I'm getting emotional. I don't even know why. Maybe it's hot it's or something. There. But, man, let me tell you something. This freedom is real. Denver, the guy that helped us make the video, he shared it. And on his on his post, he said, man, experiencing these men, this freedom is real. I could tell it's real. And so I just commented, yeah, freedom is real. And I'm wanna if you're listening to this, or you have a loved one that's struggling or you're struggling, even if it's not addiction, but yet you're a slave to sin, you need to understand this. This freedom is real. And it's not something that you just have to white knuckle and not do because you don't want the consequences. That's sobriety. This freedom is that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. And the desires of your heart, if you are delighting in the Lord, is more of Him. I'm going to stop because I got to wipe
3: my face. Mm. I'm just reminded, man, in this moment of like, you remember how dark it was, man?
2: Mm.
3: Remember how dark it was for so many years? And like moments like these, I'm just humbled. Like, man, I've been freed from something that I knew for certain I would die from. Mm. Like I knew for certain with every bone in my body that, man, this is going to kill me.
0: And almost wanted it to. There
3: is no way out. And gosh, man, you were praying just, for death. I was. I was. And life can just get so hectic and responsibilities and just the heavy pressures of ministry and like I'm I realize in this moment that man I can take that freedom for granted sometimes. Heck yeah. I can take that for granted. And man, I'm just reminded of how good the Lord is. And if you've been down the roads we've been, you know the darkness we're talking about. Like Man, I'm talking about death each and every single day. Mm. I mean, like you described it, every waking moment of my life, I had to get high. Yeah, I had to, had to every second of every day. I will rob. I will steal. I will lie. I will cheat. I will manipulate. I did that for years to ones that I love most. Yeah. To ones that I love most every day from sunup to sundown. I'm doing what I have to do to get what I need Yeah, every second. And it's like, man, to just reflect for a moment right now about what God has done and delivered me from and where we are today. Praise God for his spirit and something I want to touch on. Praise God for his spirit because of praise God for conviction, man. Yeah. Like apart from that conviction, man, I would be lost. Yeah. It keeps me on those straight, narrow paths. And it's this supernatural power and assurance that the Lord gives us when I'm going astray, yeah. when I'm taking the reins back, when I'm doing things my own way, when I'm justifying sin, when I'm straying down the wrong path, he convicts my spirit and my spirit is in agreement that I am his son. And in that moment, I know I need to turn. I need to repent. And Lord, I confess my sin to you. And I, I get back on the path. It's like, praise God for the power of his spirit and the conviction that comes with it when we are his children yes you can't deny that you can't deny it
0: and did you hear what he said he said the proper way a believer should respond to conviction and that's what i want to share with you if you are a new believer and maybe this jesus didn't work for me no please don't allow that lie from the pits of hell to spend any more time in your head it's what are you doing with this conviction mm-hmm Now, what you were doing with bad feelings before was numbing them. And in the verse, it's for freedom's sake that Christ has set us free. There's a comma, our period, and then it starts the next sentence, stand firm, comma. Do not be yoked again to slavery. Stand firm. That's what this is. Sanctification and that conviction that he's talking about, it's not fun, we look back on it and we thank God for it. But in it, man, where you might be feeling that maybe you shouldn't have said that, done that, been there, whatever it could be, that conviction is a blessing, not a curse. How are you going to respond? Chitty just said, repent. 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 Seek forgiveness if you need to do that from people, but you repent to God Mm. because you've offended a holy God alone, and He sent His Son to die for you so that His wrath isn't poured out on you for that circumstance. Repent. God, thank you. I turn. That's what repentance is, acknowledging that you've sinned against Him. You turn from it, and you press on. You put boundaries up. If this is something that you're afraid you're going to do again, put boundaries up. Don't do it. Get... Get violent against it. And I say this example a lot, and I'm going to say it here, and then I'll let you close this out. If at 3 in the morning a man kicks in your door and you're at home with your family, and this man's intent is to kill you and steal your family from you, what do you do? You get violent, right? We don't play games. You don't invite him to a game of chess or Xbox or pickleball. You get violent with that man. Why are we playing games with sin? Mm. Because sin will do the same thing. The wages of sin is what? death. Addiction will do the same thing. It's killed so many people. Luckily, there, some have been resuscitated. And guess what? It will take your family too. Amen. So let's get violent against sin. Not people. I've got to be clear. Not violent against people. Nothing like that. Violent against the thoughts that this way my will is better than his way and his will because the message of the gospel is come and die so that you may live die to yourself die to your will and i'm telling you that's freedom Mm -hmm. when i'm walking (laughs) it's so contrary to the culture man it's so contrary to the economy of this world but it's not to the kingdom and when i'm in line with what god's will is when i'm surrendered to what he is I'm free to be what he created me to be with no guilt or shame or this thought in the back of my head of, I know that I'm a fraud, right? Mm. That's freedom. That's freedom, man. He just said, I said earlier, we don't even think, he just said earlier, I will never do drugs or alcohol again. That's freedom, man. Thank you, He's Jesus. so confident in that. Oh, man, boy, we got fired up Thank this episode. Jesus. Finish us off.
3: Yeah. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And uh, just for those people out there who are struggling to believe that this is real, I know what that feels like. Yeah. I, I was there. I didn't think I thought it was a bunch of hogwash when I first heard it, too. I didn't come to Christ till I was 27 years old. Yeah. Right. So I, I struggle to believe that, too. You're telling me this God that I can't see, that I can't talk to, that I can't hear from um, or so I thought. Right. Can free me from these physical things that I'm struggling with. And I would encourage you to seek the Lord. Jeremiah 29:13 says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I would ask you this question. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Seek the Lord with all your heart and you will find him. I want to go back to Romans six, six through 11. I'm not going to read it all. Read those scriptures. The inerrancy of scripture, right? The inerrancy of scripture. There is no error in God's word proclaims freedom in Jesus name. Yeah. And that
0: is life after addiction baby boy. you better leave
2: it Come on. life after addiction is a production of S2L Recovery if you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast email them to info at springtolife.net that's info at spring the number 2 life.net and for more information on addiction recovery visit s2lrecovery.org